0: You're listening to the big show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Okay, so a uh, big win last night for the Calgary Flames, 4-1 over the Blues. Um, do we, all I keep hearing now is about goaltending, because oh, that know. was a complete game last night. Yeah, we can talk about Dan Vladar, who was rock solid last night in that game making 25 saves. But, yeah... Dan Vladar should probably start Saturday in Dallas against the Stars to wrap up this four-game roadie. I don't think there's any question he should. But the question I want to ask uh, our text line, 960-960, tell us who you are, where you're texting from. Is this still Jacob Markstrom's team, in your opinion? Do you still view the Calgary Flames as Jacob Markstrom's team? 960-960, name and location. I don't want to go down the whole goalie controversy route, because with his performance last night, he should start Saturday. And I think something that hasn't been talked enough about maybe in this city is kudos to Tree for signing that guy to that dirt cheap extension. And if I'm his representation, I'm like, oh, God, man, did we miss an opportunity to make some more bank here. On Dan Vladar. Yeah, on Dan Vladar. The yeah. two-year
2: extension that he signed just before, or just dirt as cheap. the
1: season got underway. Dirt cheap extension. Yeah. Which is like a bargain basement price. For the Calgary Flames right now,
2: like here's the thing, and and real quickly for me, like and and just on that, like I like how the Flames organizationally are set are set up. Like Jacob Markstrom, I have faith that he'll find his game. Dan Vladar is solid. Plus, you mentioned the cost, and then you've got Dustin Wolf, who's right on his way to maybe winning AHL goaltender of the year for the second straight season. Well, doesn't it
1: feel like and I don't want to go down this route, but doesn't it feel like the Flames have a little flexibility if they wanted to
2: explore a Markstrom deal? 100%. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be searching it out per se, but I think that you've got some I not a lot of confidence, but I think that you've seen enough from some of these guys that you're like at least you want to give them an extended shot and maybe see what is there. You know, Markstrom's got a few more years on his deal. I still think it's important to have a guy like him around, who, by all showings, by all everything we see, is an exceptional team guy with Dan Ladar. He's yeah, not someone I'm, who's pouting about not getting right. playing time, right?
1: I'm not advocating to trade Jacob Markstrom. No, I'm no, just no. Saying, just based on how tight the salary cap is in the national hockey league
2: and how hard it is to find good goaltending and
1: how Vladar looks like a number one goaltender in this league that we've seen a lot of him this season and flashes of that last season. And when you have a guy who's literally been the best goaltender in the American hockey league, like what is that, What else does that guy have to prove down there?
2: Yeah. Well, like I, I don't know. Goalies are tough, but at the same right. time, but what, it, what back else, to back AHL goaltender of the year, that's what I mean. He's right. going to get his shot sooner rather than later. That's sort of, that, that, so potentially, that's again flexibility is always great. Like here was the thing when I saw the Markstrom contract and he signed for four more years at six million dollars per, you kind of felt like there was going to be some sort of transitional time where Dan Vladar was maybe going to be a stopgap. Now he feels like he's a guy that might just take over for Jacob Markstrom before Dustin Wolf. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. You never. It, it feels like the Flames had like maybe a plan of transition with the contracts. And maybe they're perhaps younger guys are maybe a little bit further ahead than they had expected at this point.
1: 960, 960 on the text line. Uh, does this feel like Jacob Markstrom's team to you still? Because again, uh, Vladar rock solid last night. Flames win 4-1. Walker Dewar scores his first NHL goal. And what a beauty too. Like great pass from Kadri. Incredible play by Tanev to break up uh, what would have looked like a sure goal.
2: On another garbage change for the Flames right, that allows which, an, a chance the other way, and Tanev bails there him was, out. There was two or three of those garbage changes last okay. night. And a couple of them were the Kadri line and not Kadri on the change. I'll yeah. say that much. It was 10 and 17 both times. Uh,
1: Tanev makes a great play, sets up the two-on-one. Kadri feeds it over to Walker Dewar, who just uh, goes blocker side, incredible snipe, and flies into the boards, Grip which it. adds... Which adds to the beauty of a first NHL goal. First for South Dakota in the National Hockey League. Shut out South Dakota and Walker Dewar. Is there a more American
2: name than Walker Dewar? It's, it, I would say it's very South Dakota. I would say so too. Walker Dewar. Yeah. If he wasn't a hockey player, he'd probably be like a ranger or something like that.
1: Yeah, like a, like a Texas ranger yeah. or like a mountain ranger. Walker
2: Dewar, Texas ranger.
1: Absolutely. Uh, he was fantastic last night. Had a chance earlier in the game too to score his first NHL goal, didn't get it done. Good speed. But then he uh, runs yeah, around a little bit. That, that's one thing uh that you could safely say about the Calgary Flames. that the fastest team in the NHL. Nope. But at least uh, he's a guy that adds a lot of speed to the lineup. And I thought the fourth line was good. And I thought Daryl had a lot of faith in the fourth line last night. Playing them a few shifts there It kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, hey, fourth line shift again. They look pretty good. Rajitska, who looked like who's been struggling lately, I thought he played well last night. I just liked the fourth line last night.
2: Well, and it was something that Daryl talked about after the game too. He kind of said, you know, the the way that the game had played out and some of the TV timeouts and all that type of stuff, it just didn't make sense for him to go to his fourth line in the last game in St. Louis in a couple different situations. Here, there were some times where there was some extended play. He felt like you'd get them some more regular shifts, and I really did feel like they felt like they were really... Part of the game, for lack of a better term. Like, mm-hmm. really part of the fabric. Because if you're one of those fourth-line guys, and and like the last game, you start off with, what was it, five, six minutes of penalties with power plays either way. They didn't get a shift until they were down one nothing, and, and everyone else had already gone for a twirl five minutes into the contest. Mm-hmm. This was a little bit different. They got to do kind of that normal routine that you would see from a game. We saw a lot less of the special teams with the Blues only taking the one penalty. The Flames took three, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they they handled it well. So, yeah, I thought the fourth line, they did their job yesterday. Uh, That felt last night, uh, the 4-1
1: win, as if you were to throw it on tape and go, hey, this is what the Calgary Flames need to look like and play like. Last night's game was the perfect example. Uh, Again, uh, shades of the start in October. Complete game. Depth, rolling four lines, getting solid goaltending. I thought the top four on the blue line looked really good. Last night was a perfect game for how the Calgary Flames need to play if they want to be a playoff team and make some noise in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
2: You had the depth, right? I felt like every line was going. Dubé scores a couple of goals. It's good to see Mangiaponte and Dubé both get off the schneid on this road trip. Nine-game goalless drought. Broken for Dubai for Manjapani. the last game. It was twelve goal twelve games without a goal. So good to see both of them break those spells. I really thought that every line kinda had moments that you really liked what you were seeing. You you saw the four check pay off finally after a great game for the back one line on the Coleman goal. Um, Lindhol makes an amazing play down low to set up the, the Dubé tally. I mm-hmm. thought the Kadri line had their chances, and I know I might have ripped a couple of bad line changes, but I thought Nazem Kadri played another exceptional game. I think he kind of relishes when the crowd is almost against him. I love when they were booing him last night. Oh, he – and I, it was kind of weird because watching the game Tuesday, you're like, okay, there was some bad things. And you're like, oh, he was on the goal f- on the ice for every goal against – but I didn't think it was necessarily his fault in those situations. This was more of a kind of stick-it-to-you showing for him, even on the score sheet and, and across the board. So, yeah, I would agree. I think it was a really solid game. Maybe a little bit of a a burp, a hiccup, if you will, to start the third period there. I didn't love how the the top pair kind of played that, yeah. but a couple of weird yeah, bounces, Ras yeah, that- putting it off the boards, and then the, the one that goes off Hannafin's boot, couple of tough yeah, bounces. Yeah, was a weird
1: gla- the bounce off the glass that kept that puck in. That should have been out. The first
2: one raz on the backhand,
1: yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And then it goes off the like, boot. Like it came back like a
2: is it 90 degrees? Like right back at him. I don't yeah, know what you want to call
1: it. Like it was bad at trigonometry off of in Stanchion. school. Yeah, that's so why we're here broadcasting. Bro. Yeah. So terrible at math, physics. Yeah, right. Um yeah, that, that's the only hiccup last night, you're right, in a complete
2: 4-1 win for the Calgary Flames. We because- because you're feeling the exact same way, right? Going into the third. Just one goal. Not maybe enough. Mm-hmm. They get the first one early to tie it up, much like Tuesday. Flames continue to press, much like Tuesday, except the difference was this time it paid off, and they got a couple of goals and one in regulation. Uh, busy show on a Friday here. Uh, David Amber from the NHL
1: on Sportsnet, as I mentioned, at the top of the hour. On uh, the 8 o'clock hour, uh, Mike Heike, Senior staff writer, DallasStars.com will tee up the Stars and Flames tomorrow noon start. Good, like that. That's pretty good. If you're a Flames fan, watch that game early. Maybe miss some family time going to the mall or IKEA. No, is there an IKEA in Calgary? Yeah. What okay, do you mean? I don't know. I, I've, I just haven't seen any. Have I seen an IKEA?
2: Well, you don't leave downtown, and there's not really an IKEA downtown. Yeah, you're right. I'm. I'm very. You're pretty stationary. I am. Like, the only times you've really left downtown is to go golfing, and we haven't done that much lately. Or when I went to Launchpad. Which, also golfing. Wild
1: Rose Brewery? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's Curry Barracks. That's kind of outside of downtown. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very very downtown-centric. Neither of those really would have passed the Ikea. Yeah. Maybe on the way to Launchpad. Yeah, on on the
3: way to Launchpad, we definitely would have passed.
2: But we might have taken McLeod Trail.
3: Uh...
2: I can't remember. There's an IKEA in the cell. George. Okay.
1: Um, so anyway, uh, my point is, uh, miss all that family time tomorrow, doing uh, <laughs> useless, uh, just really chores. annoying chores yeah. and like shopping, cleaning Planes the are garage. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's a tomorrow's sports porn here in the city. Mm-hmm. You got the Flames at noon, and then you got a double header of the National Football League. Yeah. Why didn't? Awesome. Seahawks, Niners, Jags, Chargers. Boom. Great day of sports tomorrow.
2: I'm going to enjoy it a lot. Yeah. You get the Flames and the Stars, which is, of course, a rematch of the round one playoff series. The Stars basically hit the ground running to start the season and have been outstanding. We'll get the latest from them later on in the show. Um, And then the two playoff games, which have some intrigue. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it's going to be rainy for that Niners Seahawks game. Sloppy. Which might uh, maybe level out the playing field slightly.
1: Lean uh, a Christian McCaffrey over prop then. He he ran all over the Seahawks the last meeting.
2: Would you say, uh, the thing with CMC that worries me is that he ends up catching like even little bubble screens and stuff like that. So if you can get like a a total yards prop, sign me up. But I I usually try and avoid straight up rushing props with CMC. Mm. Because sometimes he'll be like, oh, 35 yards rushing and 65 through the air because he catches screen passes and stuff like that.
1: Um, Derek Wills, uh, the play-by-play voice of the Calgary Flames for sports at 960 at 830. Um, We got lots to do today. Uh, Text lines open, 960-960. Does this still feel like Jacob Markstrom's team to you? And uh, later on in the show, um, we'll talk about a specific brand of bottled water. And you also might think twice about playing pickleball. Really? Really? We're gonna do that in the show today.
2: Pickleball's ruining tennis courts across America and it's a pox on our nation.
1: But after this story I tell you, you might think twice about playing pickleball.
2: Did you know that they had to ban it in some counties in Florida because it's so loud that people were like, We can't do this anymore. Like we can't listen to people just constantly playing pickleball for, really? for like eighteen hours a day. But I thought in our sport courts. I thought
1: Florida was the, the great state of freedom. No. Interesting. No. Okay.
2: Not Um, when it comes to pickleball and high-end resorts. That's probably
1: the only thing. Um, 4-1, Flames win, straight ahead on the Rose Report. Matty Rose is all over it. Um, David Amber, the next hour. Pickleball, um, bottled water. We we got you covered for Friday. Alex Brody (sighs) is the producer. GVP is the technical director. We're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio. Uh, The Rose Report is straight ahead. Big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan for your Friday. Friday the 13th. Watch out.
2: Yeah, you feel like a guy who really, really watches out on Friday the 13th. Uh,
1: I'm a little superstitious sometimes. Like what? Give me one superstition. What you don't realize is uh, Uh, my parents were born in Serbia. So well, I, there is that little voodoo like belief in that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was born on a Friday the thirteenth.
2: Oh, okay. So that explains a lot.
1: Yeah. Friday the thirteenth. I was this guy was born. Thirteen's my number. I like wearing thirteen. Oh. Got my first ball hockey game tonight. We'll talk about that a little later.
2: Are you fired up? I am fired. How up. many bingos you got in you tonight?
1: You know what? I don't know about anything beer league. You just want to get that first one out of the way.
2: Oh, I know. Because
1: I've it's gotten a ye- on I've the gotten
2: Years without a goal before. Playing
1: years ice hockey.
2: Two years once.
1: Yeah, but aren't you a defenseman?
2: Yeah. Okay. And not a very good one. But All right. Yeah, it was a long time. Okay,
1: but that's different. And then eventually you do man. it,
2: and it's like, don't silly too hard. You're playing beer league.
1: Um, you did. You didn't do like the arrow. <laughs> yeah. You didn't fire the arrow. I did the
2: Yakupov through the yeah. middle of the ice.
1: <laughs> That'd be great. You did the Kuznetsov. The way you're doing the You're doing the Kuznetsov when you score.
2: Jumped into the glass. Yeah,
1: that's great. That's a good move, too. Uh, We'll talk about that later on the program. We're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. David Amber from the NHL on Sportsnet straight ahead. Got a text, and we'll ask David Amber this. Um, You boys don't train enough to justify the bath. Uh, Grinders use Epsom salt bath for recovery. Yeah, I get that. But Alex Brody had a romantic bath last (laughs) night. It wasn't like he was banging the weights. It wasn't like Alex was like pumping the iron.
3: Yeah, I did my daily fifteen push-ups. Okay,
1: is that wait?
3: No,
1: I was gonna say like, what an arbitrary number. Why fifteen? Not ten. Not twenty. Fifteen. Three sets of five. He's going for tone, not bulk. Yeah, come on, guys. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, we know. Like yeah, I heard that it's good for soreness. Yeah, absolutely. But that wasn't the Alice was trying to admire his caulking work. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, I do see you as a, a DIY kind of guy.
3: Yeah, it was. Like, I'm not a huge handyman by any means. I, I that surprises me. Um, but would rather do it myself than, than have to pay, pay somebody. Yeah.
1: So no, but really, how was it? Did you? Did you do a good job of it? Did you watch a YouTube video?
3: Yeah, I watched probably like 3 YouTube videos. Okay. Um but I bought, well, my landlord got me like this cool scraper set to like make it all <laughs> fine and clean and nice and Okay. Yeah, it was
1: hmm. all right. I appreciate that. It's very, very good of you. Oh, I wouldn't have done to it. To fix your... No, me neither. I would have got somebody mm. or somebody in the building. To <laughs> Without Because I would have I done a terrible job of yeah, doing it. Yeah, this is your place. Yeah. What do you like, want When it you comes to, to butcher this? When it comes to that kind of stuff, the only thing I'm good at is lifting. Like, my brother's the guy who does, like, you know, all, like, the electronics or, like, yeah. fixing stuff. I'm just, like, the mindless, hey, hold this in the <laughs> air while I screw it in. Like, that's me.
2: Come and hold this couch yeah. by yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to, like like, real man work... Like, yeah. I just handed my man card right yeah, away. I got uh, nothing. Dude, right. The, yeah, the only thing I Knuckles, could do, cause we're the only the, same. Thing, the only thing I can do is, like, media, like, talk about sports sometimes. Yeah, and... Like, yeah, I, I can talk. And the thing is, like, here, like, I'm kind of handcuffed on what you guys <laughs> want to hear. Yeah, like there's lots of things I can talk about. Yeah, I, I like the NBA. Yeah, I like tennis. Uh huh. I like golf. Sure. Australian Open starts this weekend. I'm jacked up about it. We can talk. You about guys it. don't care about that. We can listeners. talk about it. Yeah, sure. we can,
2: but they don't really care about no, it. No, they don't really care. No, that's what I mean. But Canadians are getting better. Maybe one day more people will care.
1: Maybe I think people care about, especially when Bianca won the Open in 19. Well, and it was uh,
2: Layla in the next year in the final. Yeah. She won me a ton of money on that run. Yeah. I was very much enjoying it. That's when I realized you could bet on individual sets in tennis. Up. I think it was 21. 21 yeah, 21 was It was more up. recent than that. No, yeah, it was 21.
1: I'm a big fan. Felix had a great year after uh, the U.S. Open. FA best players. good. Yeah. El
2: Chapo's, you know, so, every once in a while he's good for a, a little bit of a we, run.
1: We have an intern in next week, I believe.
2: Noah Adler. He's doing,
1: doing afternoons this week, I think. Um, I think we should get him on the Australian Open beat. Sure, and yeah, he should let's do it. Tell us how the Canadians are doing.
2: Send him to Australia.
1: We have a budget for that. Yeah, uh, mind you, no, Just we wouldn't send be sending our in- intern, We'd be send sending our, me. Our I would go to, Australia, to Australia, Australia and cover it.
2: Can I come too?
1: Yeah, I've, I've done. I've actually covered a lot of tennis that nobody cares about.
3: Okay, wait. You know what I found over the holidays, George? Yes. Because I was telling my family about you. Yeah. <laughs> I found this video of you being a ball boy. At yeah. The, what was it? At The Rogers, Rogers Cup. Cup, yeah, yeah, I
1: absolutely did that. I
3: loved that. I yeah. want to make so many memes out of you throwing those balls.
1: So, I uh, that's so uh, you're oh, good, big memes. I um, uh, <laughs> so when I was on uh, the morning show in the other city, uh, we did a joke because I was such a big tennis fan, and I go, Hey, I would love to be the ball man at the Rogers Cup. So, Rogers Cup's like, Yeah, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so, I went to the training, I did the training for being a ball kid. It was you and like a bunch of. Kids yeah, me, half your age. Yeah. Oh no. More. Yeah. So I went out there and did it, uh, and they put me on national television on center court. So I was national, and I had to be the towel guy. And you know how I don't like, <laughs> like I get really grossed out <laughs> with sweat. But at least it was Sloane Stevens and Dominika Sibokova. Okay, some nice, I some nice lady. So I was okay with it. Yeah. So and the, the, there were two things. I, I worked in the corner, so like I had to get the ball to give him for the serves, and I was the towel guy. And you always had to show um, the sponsor to the camera when you're the towel guy.
3: Oh, okay. So like Sloane
1: Stevens, I'm giving her the thing. So I worked one set. I did. I did it well. Carolyn Cameron was a famous ball kid at the Rogers Cup before she actually started hosting and calling the event. And she goes, you did a great job. So we're running off the court. I did one set. And like these 12 and 13-year-old kids go up to me and goes, dude, you killed it out there. <laughs> did you feel
2: validated? Yeah, I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah! You're like knuckle to so like, everybody. So yeah. Dean,
1: my host, and Ryan Fabro, the producer, are like they're trying to make fun of me, but they're like, we can't make fun of you because you killed it as, you, a, as did, a ball kid last night. You did a really good job. Like, you did a really good job.
2: Wow, you did a job that's meant for 12-year-olds at an elite level. You did it at an adult I level, killed George. Do you want, do you good want, job, you want something very
1: inside tennis before we get to the Flames? Sure. Um, at the Rogers Cup, they taught us that throwing the balls back to the other ball kids has to be one bounce. One bounce. Because at Wimbledon, they roll it along the court. Yeah. And at the US Open, they throw it in the air because the Rogers Cup is between Wimbledon and the US Open. They bounce it once.
2: Hmm. That feels like the type of like strange rule that tennis would have.
1: Yeah. But yeah, Alex, I'm not. Yeah, I did that. I totally did that. Good for you. And I killed it. Hmm. Yeah. And let me tell you, uh, when you're right there watching these
2: ladies at the ball, it's pretty cool. One time, Luke Shen sweated on me when I was interviewing him. That's kind of gross. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Like, how close were you? Why were you so close to him that he was sweating on you? I was doing intermission interviews on a Flames broadcast. Yeah. And typically, I would hand them their mic, and then Luke just didn't take the mic. So I just held it while he spoke into it, and he just, like... Over top, just, like, sweated all over my hand. Oh, I was, like, gross. dripping. I was like, this is, like, easily the most vile thing I've ever been a part of. Okay.
1: Um, I don't think that really there's a correlation between me doing and being a ball. Well, maybe because you, I was grabbing a towel. talking about the towel
2: and the sweating. Yeah, okay. And you were saying how you hate when people sweat, and I was thinking you would have hated this.
1: Yeah. I would. Yeah, I, Like I said, I didn't mind it too much because it was Sloan Stevens and Dominique Sibokova. This was Luke Shen. Okay. It's different. Um, time for the Rose Report. Flames the big one. 4-1 win. Last night, and the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on
2: 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Well, welcome to your Friday, friends. You made it. We got details on the Flames and Blues wrapping up a double-double down in St. Louis. It is what it is. This is getting real stuck in your craw. No, eh? but it's stupid. There's one of 12 games on the schedule last night and plenty with relevance as far as Canadian teams or the Flames playoff picture goes. Plus, Raptors looking for a third straight win for the first time this season and tons of local notes going into, into the weekend. So, let's get after it. We'll start with the flames second straight game in st louis a 4-3 overtime loss tuesday one lineup change: dan vladar getting the start over jacob markstrom in the first period lots of shots but not a lot of goals dan vladar stopping 12 of 12 thomas grice stopped 16 of 16 i like the energy in the first the flames look direct uh really strong first period for the lindholm line as well but didn't dislike much from the first period thumbs up for me just didn't have a goal
1: yeah that they looked really good and Vladar made some big time saves and even last night's game um, I know that the Flames outshot the Blues in the first period but I felt like the Blues had the better of the chances.
2: I would agree and Vladar had to make a couple of key saves but on to the second period where the teams continued to trade chances. Maybe a little bit more open than what Head coach Daryl Sutter prefers, but both goalies made plenty of stops to keep it scoreless until late in the frame, and it looked like another sloppy change was going to cost the Flames, but uh, an excellent play by one of their stud defensemen, sees the puck go the other way.
0: Off the near side to Bucinavich who brings it in, and centers it, Kyrou to Grozen, but he can't get a shot off, and now Lewis flips it out to center to Kadri, we got a two-on-one, Kadri, to Dure, he scores! pick up that puck. Walker Dewar scores his first National Hockey League goal and he gives the Flames a 1-0 lead.
2: It's an excellent play by Chris Tan of his own zone. Turns the puck the other way. Walker Dewar bangs home his first goal. It's the first goal for a South Dakotan in the NHL as he is the first NHLer from South Dakota. So that was pretty neat to see. Yeah, that's good for the young man from South Dakota. It's one of the best ever from South Dakota, isn't it? <laughs> it's a <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty awesome good. On. No, it's awesome. He'll yeah. love to always, see it.
2: Everybody always remembers their first one, so he will, for sure. And you still get a kick out of seeing these young oh, guys do man, it. it. It's awesome. You know, that's a kid that wasn't drafted. He comes up, comes up the hard way. Goes, spends his four years in school. Starts in the American League where everybody should. Love to see it. Not one no, nothing no. after, twi- after By 40. after forty. I
1: love how you threw that in there. Starts in the American League where everyone should. You hear that? Starts in the American League where everybody should. Like, Connor Bedard should is starting the American League, right?
2: Yeah, he should take a year in the American yeah, League. Yeah, he absolutely 97, should. he should yeah, have spent just, a year down there.
1: Just to get his job. Ovechkin, well, Crosby, should have spent
2: a year in the A. Off to the third period. The Blues scored two quick goals in the third to tie the game and eventually win it on, in overtime on Tuesday. And on Thursday, a similar issue early in the third.
0: And not a good start. The Blues shoot and score. Jake Neighbors the Airdrie native scoring his first goal in 18 NHL games. Scores just 20 seconds into the third period.
2: Yeah, don't love that. So that was a tie game after that. Not a great look for the top pair to start the period. But some strange bounces out there as well. Much like Tuesday, the Flames did continue to press. Except this time, they got rewarded.
0: Dubay speeds in and spins away from Pareko. Attacks the block and now drops it to Hennepin. Locking it behind Price's net. Spins there, waiting for it. He gets it away. Dubey scores! Dylan Dubey picks the top corner and gives the Flames a 2 1 lead.
2: Great work by his line mates down low. They find Dylan Dubey out in front of the net. The Flames' forecheck in the third period was ferocious. Um, the little
1: underrated play and all of that, I don't know if you noticed. Did the you Lindholm? see a, the, how Lindholm tipped that puck down?
2: Little one-handed passes, dude.
1: Yeah, like that little sneaky play set up Dubé who who buried it, which which was a great shot, you know, put the put the flames ahead on the Blues. But just that forecheck was incredible, and just that little tiny skill play by Lindholm
2: sets up Dubé for the go-ahead goal. You know who noticed? Dylan Dubé. Oh, that time he really, really batted out of the air to yeah. me through that guy's legs or... However, he did. It, it was like one hand or something. Yeah, play. it was. It was a great. Yeah, it was a great play. Even Toff was killing it before. Like Dylan Dubé, always giving credit. He actually scored the empty netter. You could tell how badly he wanted to pass that puck off to Tyler Toffoli, but there was no passing lane. So he mm-hmm. was like, I guess I'll. And, I guess
1: I'll just end this thing. And another solid play by Lindholm. Could have shot it himself.
2: Didn't through to Dubé, who had the open lane. Kelly Rudy picking that one up on the broadcast as well. Blake Coleman will also score a huge goal about six minutes later after Dylan Dubé got the uh, go-ahead tally. That came with just four minutes left in regulation, and that was a huge goal for the Flames. Great forecheck by Backlund and Mangiapane behind the net to force the turnover. And
1: yeah, it looked like Coleman kind of fanned on it a little bit, maybe, but that fooled um, Grice. Beautiful goal. Again, textbook Calgary Flames last night. Hard on the forecheck, complete team effort, rock-solid goaltending. Check every single box if you're a Flames fan last night.
2: No passengers, right? Everybody but Michael Stone had a shot on net, and Michael Stone had three shots that were blocked. So you really like the performance from him. Dan Vladar, outstanding as well. Faced 26 shots, allowed just one goal. I thought the Flames did a much better job of limiting the work that that Thomas and Kairou line could do as well. Next stop for Dallas, a noon game on Saturday really kind of the league to put this ahead of all the playoff football. It starts at noon uh, and we'll get to the playoff football in just a little bit. But elsewhere, 11 other games, including four Canadian teams. So let's dive into it. We'll start with the Canucks and the Lightning. Oliver Ekman Larson was a healthy scratch for this contest. The game was tied at two, but goals by Nikita Kucherov, Brandon Hagel, and Steven Stamko saw the Bolts jump out to a 5 to 2 lead. The Canucks actually did fight hard till the end of this game. They got it to 5 4. Vasilevsky made a ridiculous stop as time ran out, robbing forever aflame Curtis Lazar. 5-4, the final score. The Canucks have lost three straight on their current five-game road trip. Uh, did you see Bruce Boudreaux pregame saying that Ekman
1: Larson is arguably their best defenseman? And that he scratched him? Yeah. Hmm. Flames, uh, sorry, Canucks Twitter had a lot of fun with that one I last night. bet they did.
2: Jets and Sabres, uh, apparently Rick Tockett might be uh, leaning towards, uh, or the Canucks and, and Rick Tockett have perhaps talked about a, a head coaching opportunity there jets and sabers playing their lone game Be- because in it's the coach anyway jets and sabers playing their lone game in buffalo tyson jose scored to tie the game at two early in the third but shortly after that the jets regained their lead
0: and now it's a breakaway for kyle connor he moved in connor Deeks shoots score what a series of events and what a pass by nikolai Ehlers.
2: Nikolai Ehlers, third game back, sets up the game winning goal. Paul Edmonds with the call on the 21st for the Squeaky Voice Teen.
0: Sorry, we no longer sell the Python Buster. Would you like some kombucha kimchi mini tacos instead?
2: Kyle Connor, 21 goals on the season. Connor Hellebuck stopped 39 41 in a first start performance as the Jets won 4 2. Leafs were visiting the Red Wings, uh, snapping the Predators' five-game win streak on Wednesday night. So back to back for the Leafs. No Austin Matthews again. Back to back games that he's missed. Still listed as day to day. Sophomore forward Lucas Raymond, three points. While well, Ville Husso stopped thirty-two of twenty-three uh, of thirty-three as the Red Wings bested the Buds four to one. PK Subban was honored pregame in Montreal as the Canadiens hosting the Predators. Did you catch any of this? It was, yeah, I don't know why. Because he's retired. But they didn't retire his number. And it was the Predators and the Canadians, so I guess they just wanted to like say farewell. Sure. Well, we,
1: we appreciate everything
2: you did in the NHL.
1: Uh the three high five thing with Carey Price was cool. That was Real cool. Real quick, too, the Red Wings beat the Leafs for the first time in regulation since 2017.
2: Really? Yeah. Fun fact for you. The more you know. Um, as far as the Canadians go, for years, we have watched Alex Ovechkin stand in the left circle and hammer one timer's blocker side on goaltenders And the new generation. They're they're here. Zuki alone in the,
0: circle. Yeah. Ross, yeah.
2: Yeah. the trigger man. Caulfield looks at the net. He's a shooter. Drew
0: swings it over. The dock. Cross eyes. One timer. Yeah.
2: A couple of power play one-timers from Goal Caulfield in that left circle. Habs end up winning this one four to three, but when you think of Cole Caulfield, Tage Thompson, David Posternock. That next generation of guys who can just hammer one-timers from the left circle, well, there's a few of them.
1: We saw it here in Calgary late November, the winning goal that Caulfield scored on the power play. Similar play. Oh. One-timer across the ice, no chance for the goaltender. The guy's got an incredible release for a guy who can you can literally fit in your pocket.
2: The key is, if you're on that left circle, you're shooting blocker side on goaltenders. Yeah. You're not getting the, the, the trapper to come up and snare your shots, right? Yeah. So if you can get a right-handed guy on that left side
1: bodes well. Um, just real quick, um, do you see any comparison between Cole Caulfield and Matthew Phillips? Um, their size? Because uh, Phillips doesn't have that. Not even no, remotely close to the
2: no, same release. No, it's, it's not. No. No. He scores a lot of his goals from in tight for right. a small guy, which is kind of surprising. He's a little bit of a greaser. Mm-hmm. Um. Senators, best of the Coyotes, 5-3. It's the final Canadian team that was in action. Looking around the Pacific, how about a heavyweight tilt between the Kraken and the Bruins? Really close game. Former hitman Martin Jones, outstanding for the Kraken, especially on the penalty kill. Mix that with a uh, waiver wire pickup that can't stop scoring. And apparently, that's how you hand the Bruins their first regulation loss at home.
0: The right point for Strand is his shot will pinball off of Hall. Knocked down, in scores! Ellie in.
2: Everett fits you with the call.
0: Duffman can never die. Only the actors who play him.
2: Oh, yeah. Four goals in seven games for Eli Tolvenin, two of them game winners since he's been picked up off waivers by the Kraken. They'll look to close out his seven-game road trip with an eighth straight win in Chicago Saturday. And, George, I ask you this. Are you taking the Kraken seriously? I, I guess <laughs> you have to.
1: I, I did I did put a little sprinkle on the Kraken last night. Did I thought you? there was a ton of value
2: on
0: them. Yeah. You're
1: gonna get to a game that absolutely broke my heart last night.
2: Uh Avalanche and Blackhawks. No. Well, the Blackhawks lost that one. Uh, so that's not great. And what they Pat- blew a third period lead, they're up three two. And Patrick Kane is uh also on injured reserve for the Blackhawks, and we don't know what's gonna happen there. Uh Vegas scored three unanswered goals in the third period as they bested the Panthers at home. Was not that, that one? That was it? Uh, the goaltending duel between Jake Ottinger and Igor Shisterkin at they MSG. Go, oh, how about this? Uh, well, well, can
1: I can I can I lay this on you before you play this yeah, clip? Hit me, yeah. So this guy needed a cash. I needed the Dallas Stars in regulation to cash.
2: Oh. Well, I don't have the clip that you need, but Keandre Miller scored with less than a second left Point in regulation to, go. to send this one to overtime. Adam Fox would score the uh, game winner. As uh, yeah. the Rangers would beat the Stars by a two to one that to score. That one's still stinging
1: from last night. Yeah, not gonna
2: lie. and you know, anytime Adam Fox scores a game winner, oh, Jesus! Oh, Jesus! Yeah. Wild beat the Islanders three to one. Hurricanes tripled up the Blue Jackets six to two. Freddie Anderson made his return from injured reserve. His first start since November six, he made twenty one of twenty three stops. In the victory. Tonight, Jets and Penguins with one point Sidney Crosby can pass Timu Solani for sole possession of 17th on the league's all-time scoring list. At eight, it's the Devils and Ducks. At 8:30, Oilers and Sharks. Connor McDavid is one point shy of 80. This is game number 44 for the Oilers.
3: That's ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. It's
2: it's ridiculous. It's also super wild card weekend this uh weekend. The NFL playoffs kick off Saturday. Begins with San Francisco hosting Seattle at 2.30. Brock Purdy and the 49ers favored by 10 points over Geno Smith and the Hawks. And looks like we might have some rain for this one, George. Mm, that means a lot of pounding
1: the football with Kenneth Walker mm. and Christian McCaffrey. Mm. And Did then it's lean the under.
2: And lean the under? Sure. Maybe. And then it's the Jaguars and Chargers at 6.15. First time in the postseason for both Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, and both their beautiful haircuts. Uh, This one from Duval County with the Chargers favored by a point and a half. See, the numbers
1: moved. It was two and a half yesterday during our picks, and the numbers already moved a point back towards the Jags. Some money coming in on Jacksonville. I bet
2: it's because of our segment. Probably not. On the Sunday slate, morning game has the Bills hosted the Dolphins. Second divisional game we'll see this weekend. Skylar Thompson will look to try and lead the Dolphins past the Bills, but this one might not be close. Dolphins have one win in their last six games. The Bills have won seven games in a row, of course, around the Bengals and Bills no contest game. And they've won those seven games by an average of 10 points. Mm. They're favored by 13 and a half in this one.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough for Skylar Thompson to keep that thing close on Sunday.
2: Weather looks like it's going to be better than the last meeting, but nevertheless, I don't know if it's going to be much of a factor. Giants and Vikings, the middle game, Kirk Cousins in the afternoon window, but no other games. So mm. is it primetime? Yes. Vikings are a three-point favorite. That's an interesting game. At home, Vikings are 13 and four against a 9 and 8 Giants team. But this feels like it's going to be way closer than two teams that have a four-win discrepancy. We definitely got to have
1: Lou on the show on Monday to break that thing down.
2: Sunday nighter AFC North Divisional battle between the Bengals and the Ravens. No, Lamar Jackson uh, posted this on Twitter yesterday.
3: I've suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain on the borderline of a strain 3. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee and my knee remains unstable. Mm. I'm still in good spirits. That's good. As I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we still have a chance.
2: Still hopeful we still have a chance. Mm. Bengals beat the Ravens 27-16 in Week 18. Ravens were missing a ton of players. It's unclear how many they'll get back. They will get back Mark Andrews. It'll be Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown at quarterback. Since he favored by 9.5 in this one.
1: Since he's dangerous man. Everybody's assuming we're going to see that uh, neutral site game in Atlanta between the Chiefs and the Bills, but Cincinnati might have something to say that if they win and the Bills win, tough game for the Bills. I would agree. Cincinnati could do it. As you're wearing your AJ Green jersey, uh, older than me,
2: so it's okay. You're right. Monday nighter. Perha-
1: let's not go down there. and offends people.
2: Monday nighter, perhaps most intriguing, but we'll discuss that more on Monday as we're running up against it a little bit. Raptors were at home. Yeah, let's do you're it. Ready? Trying to win their third straight game for the first time this season, George. We got to go, buddy. Eat that,
1: Michael Jordan and the Hornets. Pascal Siakam, 35 points. Scotty Barnes added 21 wraps all over the Hornets. 124-114. Raptors, again, got 15 points from OG Anobi, And Gary Trent also scored 19 for the Raptors, who shot 51.8% from the field and generated uh, 22 turnovers. Oh, uh,
2: that's a good win, though.
1: It is solid. Three
2: straight victories. Watch out. First time this season. Look out. Uh, Sony opens underway down in Hawaii. 25th anniversary of the tournament. Three-way tie at the top of the leaderboard. After the first round, Jordan Spieth, one of those leaders. Corey Connors and Adam Svensson, your uh, closest Canadians, both won under par. Locally. A couple of games for the Calgary Hitmen this weekend. They host the Broncos tonight at 7. It's the Hurricanes in town for a visit Sunday at 4. Logan's got your pregame this evening. I'll have your pregame on Sunday as well, as you can catch both George and I on Sunday at different times, different shows. Uh, we also got a Hitman Hour Saturday. A couple big divisional games for the Hitmen this weekend, and both of them at home, so you can grab your tickets. The Wranglers are down in Henderson, Nevada. They'll play the Silver Knights, who are surprisingly the Golden Knights affiliate.
1: Say What? Mm.
2: Uh, Dumas and I discussed this uh, maybe last week, but do you know who the ECHL affiliate is of the Henderson Silver Knights? No clue. It's the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Mm. That's a good name. Ghost Pirates. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't
2: know. Finally, Roughnecks. They got a big game Saturday night. Uh, seven at the WestJet Field at the Dome. The 2-2 two and two Roughnecks look to avenge a 14-12 loss to the San Diego Seals. Back on December 30th, the Necks have lost their last two games by Four combined goals, but they did acquire Zach Courier earlier in the week to perhaps put up a few more tallies. Any win at home is lovely. It would be extra sweet to hand former Roughnecks Curtis Dixon and Dean Doby their first loss of the season.
0: And good night, and good luck to you, sir.
2: And the Rose Report is
1: brought to you by Motorworks. If you want a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, and Third Street. Southeast lost to do in the program. David Amber from the NHL on Sportsnet. Straight ahead. Text line open 960, 960 Is this does this still feel like Jacob Markstrom's team to you? Uh, we'll tell you about a specific brand of bottled water and maybe think twice before you play pickleball. It's all straight ahead in the show. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan.